少林功夫醒，好好嘢。少林功夫劲，系好劲。我系铁头功，无敌铁头功。你系金刚腿，我系金刚腿。<笑>Couple of months, and then we end up picking the worst of the worst, which is what I plan to do. But don't forget <laughs> that horrible Bruce Lee movie we watched <laughs> that only had twenty minutes worth of goddamn, and then the rest of it was just pure well, dick water, if you will. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my question for this week is: What is your favorite martial arts style? And cheats. Why don't we start with you? Man, I was looking into this. There's so many. Um, Actually, uh, slot. I'm taking it now. <laughs> Damn. I, I was pulling the cheats because last time I was got to answer a question. So, well, you know, there is a system of down, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only, not only do you do that. I just said that. <laughs> I said slot. Okay. It's, it's what they fight okay, in so, the, the raid, Marantown, all that shit. Oh, I was going to say, you got to tell us what the fuck it is. I've never even heard that word before. I thought you were just stealing is, Cheats' slot. No. That's what I thought you were doing. That's the fighting style. So I, you can continue now, Cheats. Uh, <laughs> what are the hallmarks? You often pick two answers. You're often like, this isn't my answer, but I'm going to take somebody else's possible answer before they can do it. And also, here's my answer. Here's all the answers I can fathom anyone saying during this time. You want me to go or not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did cut it down to two different styles. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I, I mean, I know which one I I'm fucking knew here. it. So I decided to go, like, since it's been Kung Fu, I specifically decided to go OG Kung Fu and look at Shaolin stuff, which I ended up picking, I think my favorite style is Dragon Style, mm-hmm. which you see in a lot of different video games, which actual Dragon Style is just brutal because everything I was looking at is just like, every single thing about it is just set up to disable your opponent to the point where they can't fight, even if that means you're fucking killing them. And so it's kind of similar to like Iron Body where it's like really stiff forearms and there's like a little bit of leg work, but it's basically just like open hand strikes, punches, claws, and fucking knee like uh, joint grips and things like that. And your whole thing is instead of you being aggressive, you let your opponent be aggressive and then you just compensate and beat the shit out of them until they can't fight. Seems effective. Just imagine if I actually knew Dragon Style. <laughs> I mean, like what if? There's no reason why you couldn't learn it, Cheats. You have arms and legs. Other than the fact I'm an uncoordinated mess. The and whole point of learning Kung Fu is to become not an uncoordinated where mess. Where does an adult go to learn a martial art? You literally go down the street. Every martial arts school that I've seen is specifically for children. Yeah, well, you just go there and beat the shit out of the children. <laughs> Haven't you seen the episode? Don't you of think Seinfeld? that I want to? <laughs> <laughs> We're all at the same level. <laughs> it's like he almost beat me last week. 
<laughs> I think it, depend, it depends on what you're trying to find, D-Heart. Um, still going against the fact that, like, where do adults go to learn this? But it's just, like, it's real easy to find, like, a karate studio or a taekwondo studio. But if you want to find someplace that tr- can teach you, like, Salat or fucking Shaolin Dragon Style, I don't fucking know. You'd probably have to go, like, somewhere very specific in a different country. I bet you'd have to leave have the to country. On, I'd have to go on a vision quest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, people that are out there know how to do dragon-style cheats. You could go learn it from them. Oh, yeah. There's some people in the movies we picked for today that actually know the styles that they're using. That is the benefit of casting them for the movie. (laughs) I know. I mean, even if I had researched it... I mean, aren't there, like, a hundred different, like, variants of every kind of, like... Yeah, basically. Fucking no. I really liked the Tai Chi that they were doing in, in the Man of Tai Chi movie, if that means anything. I love how like they would just like just slightly move out of the way and just sort of like that's fine over there. Yeah, tai like, Chi's oh, really cool. You didn't hit shit. <laughs> I was gonna suggest uh, uh, Jeet Kune Do. That's a uh, the uh, style that Bruce Lee designed from the ground up by taking things from different places. Nice hybrid. More or less the beginning of mixed martial arts. It's he's one of my he's one of my favorite kung fu masters to watch fight. So and it, you know. Somehow, 20 minutes of him fighting saved a whole two-hour-long garbage fest <laughs> for me. <laughs> Just because it was at the end. Perfect. So, yeah. Um, two answers for me, because my name is Cheats this week. <laughs> Stephen, what do you think? My first reaction was Tiger Style, just because I recently watched Roadhouse. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, a lot of Dalton's style in that movie is Tiger Style. Specifically, when he rips out the guy's fucking throat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think my favorite, at least the most fun one for me to watch, is the Drunken Fist style. Because it's just so fucking absurd. The Drunken Master movies are fucking great. I love them. I've never seen them, but I would really like to. Dude, there's like... Well, specifically in the bloopers, you see... uh, There was a scene where Jackie uh, falls into some, like, hot coals. And uh, in the bloopers, you see him scrambling <laughs> like crab walking trying to get out of it <laughs> see to me it's like I would just sacrifice my torso and just roll out and just stick my hands and feet nowhere near it so I feel like <laughs> you, you know he would turn into uh, one of those droids from the Phantom Menace yeah the the Jardicus, <laughs> the destroyer droids yeah. yeah I don't think so I, I was thinking it's more like a like a rolling pin just uh. <laughs> Roll out long ways, not grab his feet and roll out like fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like the kid from Hook. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say his actual name. I couldn't thud. remember it. I wanted to call him Pigpin, but that's not right. It's Thud. Thud. <laughs> fucking Thud. <laughs> and those of you uh, out there that have never heard of Drunken Fist style, it's basically what it sounds like. It's like when you go to a bar and you drink way too many fucking shots, and then you just swing your arms around, but on purpose and choreographed essentially <laughs> you plan where everything's gonna go but you make it look like you're just shit-faced I, I always wondered if that style was specifically to just mislead people into underestimating you i'm sure i'm sure that's yeah, definitely it's, yeah I'm, it. I'm sure it also makes you hard to read that's you know? true because you're kind of like off balance a little too so it's like you're not if you are literally drunk <laughs> it's like that style that eddie gordo uses in in uh, tekken yeah, it, it pops up in a lot of video games. I think uh, it's called Brighto uses it kind of. 
in the Mortal Kombat movies or games. They're constantly moving and bouncing so that you can't really like have any idea where the hit is coming from. I think Andy Goro uses some form of capoeira. I can't remember. It's very, it's similar though. It it almost looks like breakdancing. Did you say Eddie Goro? I don't think I did, but maybe I did. <laughs> He's just be... Eddie, but instead of four arms, he has four legs. Ooh. <laughs> what? I was going to say, it would make him a lot better at breakdancing. <laughs> uh, welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Rest Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. Cheats the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. And we're finishing up uh, Kung Fu Lai with a couple of my picks. And I decided to do a couple of my favorite Kung Fu movies uh, by director Stephen Chow, uh, Shaolin Soccer, and Kung Fu Hustle. And these are full-blown Chinese movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And I suppose you want to do Shaolin Soccer first. Anyways, sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, Shaolin Soccer comes first chronologically. Why not? Or Su Lam Juk Cow. (laughs) I like how the other one is just titled Kung Fu in China. Hey, <laughs> fuck it. You can just call a movie it Kung Fu. It does what it says on the tin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A young Shaolin follower reunites with his discouraged brothers to form a soccer team using their martial arts skills to their advantage. That's yeah, mostly the plot. Yeah. It leaves out like the whole thing where the idea was with the, from the coach. Right. Yeah, well, that's that, really but... not that important at this you know just letting someone know what the idea of the movie is yeah to start with steven chow is like he's having he's having a shitty life and uses kung fu to make his life better at all possible like moments and then it's like how can i make everyone else realize how good this is and like that's his whole fucking like mission like he doesn't fucking care about soccer he only cares about kung fu he will sing about kung fu if he thinks that will actually get him anywhere which it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) no god damn his lyrics Uh, are so shitty i think they were doing uh it sounded like a a version of california dreaming that's it yeah (laughs) (laughs) which wouldn't be the only ripped off song in this movie (laughs) no (laughs) we got to talk about the preface of the movie where golden leg misses the shot Right. And then gets his golden leg fucking broken. Well, wasn't he talked into throwing the shot? Yeah. Yeah, by, so by, the, whole... by team, the leader of Team Evil, eventually. He's hung. <laughs> the whole deal was that he was like, look, I've got a lot of money riding on this game. I will pay you to throw the game. And so he pays him. He gives him the check, even though he gets fucking shame first and then he's just like fine i will take the check after which uh it's revealed that the mob that comes and whips his fucking ass and breaks his legs with hammers or whatever they were did he did they use baseball bats in this scene they used a baseball yeah bat. baseball bats yeah, yeah that's what i thought they basically like this has never happened <laughs> i don't think never I would not in the put history anything of mankind the uh, something happened at a soccer event Anything can fucking happen. Soccer hooliganery. Yes. <laughs> that is a thing. There are lots of stabbings and like... So people run out onto the field and murder their fucking favorite soccer stars if they fail? Usually it happens after the soccer game. Like they, they fight out in the out in the streets but in the Coliseum. They're like, I better not see you on the street, The bitch. most common yeah. thing is rioting. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that happens, but I didn't yeah. know that the actual people well, that they're right. wanting to do well, once they do poorly, they just <laughs> kill them. If a riot got out of hand enough, that could happen. <laughs> I guess so. Fair enough. But that may be exaggerated slightly. For, yeah. So, but only slightly. I mean, it's not like they it's not like they couldn't have killed him. <laughs> like, it's very possible. They were just kicking the fucking shit out of him. But anyway, they beat the fuck out of his legs. Now he's, you know, he can't he can hardly walk, so he's obviously no longer a soccer player, but he he works for Team Evil as, like, I guess their ball boy. Because he's, like, carrying around all these balls. He's just a general underling to, uh... He's his, he's his, <laughs> Biff, he's his Biff Tannen. Yes, exactly. At the end of the first... Well, he's... He's the... Father, Dad McFly. Father McFly. <laughs> yeah. And then the Biff Tannen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it'd been a while since I'd seen Shaolin Soccer, so I forgot how much of just, like, a straight-up comedy it is. And especially the fact that it starts out with just, like, Team Evil. And it's like, I wonder who the bad guys are here. <laughs> Definitely not the team called Evil. Stephen Chow doesn't make subtle movies. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. No, I mean, even if you couldn't follow along, like, from the obvious names of everything, they make it abundantly clear, repeatedly, exactly what's happening. Well, not only that, but this guy has total villain face, too. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Like, 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 they'll literally say out loud what's what's going on right now. Yeah, oh so my god, can you believe he just did that? That's an unexpected turn of events! He's been employed uh, by uh, Hung for the last 20 years, and uh, now he's just, he decides that, I'm tired of this. <laughs> well, he finally, like, he had been promising he, he has... him the, to lead a soccer team, like another team that he was going to start, and he was just like, I was lying, you idiot! Like... <laughs> I'm like, evil. I, yes, I, I had your legs broken on purpose. <laughs> he literally had to tell him he he was the one behind it because he was never going to figure it out. It's been twenty fucking years. I know. He's like, mean, look, it, I wanted you to eventually figure this out. Jesus, <laughs> it's pathetic. <laughs> so he fires him, and uh, as he's wandering around the streets, you know, despondent. <laughs> yeah. He comes across Stephen Chow, uh, who is the. Uh, Kung Fu enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. He's using Kung Fu for everything, like, explaining how these different people on the street could have all benefited from Kung Fu, like the incredibly beautiful woman who slips on a banana peel, or... The Why are there so many banana peels out? They're everywhere. I don't know, but when he did the flashback to the fucking Kung Fu master that was just jumping around on banana peels, it was amazing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> I was... can do this all day long. The whole thing with the banana peel is great, because whenever the, whenever the girl falls, like... Because this is a comedy, it's like she slips and like she turns to the camera. She's like, yeah, and then she it turns the other direction. She's just, yeah, and her tongue's like all the way out, and then it goes back to the other direction again. Just yeah, and then she hits. It's the, the most dramatic banana it's, peel slip ever. It's so good. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I would say among the top three, possibly number one banana peel fall of all time. <laughs> I'm not sure how many banana peel slips I've seen that weren't in a cartoon. <laughs> I'm going to have to cite Billy Madison as perhaps, for instance, throwing a banana peel out the window and an entire carload of people slip off of a cliff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, Doyle, I have a feeling something bad's going to happen to your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> you should that's Billy foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> the woman is trying to parallel park and he like flashes back and just basically shows... A, a master, like, kung fu hit a carriage into 
into a parallel parking spot. Right. Oh, he uses a a realistic Hadouken. He doesn't. There's no fireball. It's <laughs> right. Just the, like the force. And yeah. then of course the hedge trimmers. Right. He's just like if he if he knew. Uh, I think it was like straight sword style, and it's just like. Someone just flying through trees, chopping them up. Yeah, like straight up crouching tiger, hidden dragon style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would all benefit from Kung Fu, obviously. So, uh, he's on a mission to make that real, where everyone will know so Kung Fu. he gives him his card, which is just like a little piece of paper that he's written on. <laughs> right. And, uh, he shoves it in a can, and he just crumples it, he, he uh, drops it on the ground, and, uh... Kicks it in his fucking space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, I'm talking about uh, Golden Leg is the one who throws it down. And then uh, Stephen Chow kicks it into space, apparently. (laughs) And even has a little star twinkle in the sky. Yeah. (laughs) It kicked it so hard, it obviously orbited the planet. Because it came back down, like, not that far from where they were. Because he, like, just a little while later, he's wandering around and finds the can smashed into a brick wall. (laughs) Smash so hard that when he removes it, the brick wall just it just fucking it just crumbles. crumbles. Yeah, it's right. It that it had destroyed what structural integrity still remained of this brick wall to the point where it was just fully done. And also, there was a uh, soccer hooligan team playing on the other side, so we needed to get well, on the other side of that wall. The thing that leads up to that is uh, the previous night he had gone to his friend Ironhead. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, I've got this new idea to sell people on Shaolin <laughs> Kung Fu. We're going to sing about it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. And so, I guess, does somebody not show up to, to, to perform he because to he forgot band. to book them? Okay. And uh, he said, I practice my Iron Head style every day. And you see how he does it because his boss keeps breaking bottles over his goddamn head. <laughs> I mean, that'll do it. It's, which, not, it's almost like he pays him in fucking breaking bottles over yeah. his head. Like, that's his currency. Which, the, <laughs> the whole reason that uh, Stephen Chalian came in was just like, we should sing about it is because, like, Prior to this, he like went by like a uh, like a bakery like bun stand, mm-hmm. and uh, the chick that ends up being like the uh, like the love interest in the movie, she uses Tai Chi to make buns by like different hand motions, and he's just like he's so inspired. He me would just breaks out in the song, <laughs> but it actually just looks like him creepily screaming at her yes. from across. I really wish I knew what the song said, but for some reason the subtitles wouldn't work on this part. I think that the that first line you got was the entire song. It just took it that oh. long to be sung. Okay. Well, either way, I was like, there's obviously more to this song. Or at least it, it sounds like that there is. Dude is being way too verbose, if that's all he managed to say in those four paragraphs. <laughs> but uh, he basically says, you're the greatest at making buns, and you're using you know kung fu to do it. That's the best. While swindling buns. Yes. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, like, he just takes one. He's just like, oh, this is so good. I can see how the techniques are. And then he's like, I have to have another one. And then She's like, yeah, they're a dollar a piece. It's like, well, he didn't have enough for the two. Well, it was two for a dollar. Which, uh, he didn't have even that. And he ends up taking a third one. Right. And he's like, he just gives her his shoes, which, which are, are, they're fucking, fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> These are the rattiest shoes that have ever still been shoes. His big toe sticks out of his shoe. <laughs> and one of his favorite things to do is, like, kick things using kung fu. And he has a hole in his fucking shoe. I'm sure that's how you get holes in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or skateboarding. He is mighty steel leg, so he probably doesn't feel it. True. 
she has some kind of like skin issue on her face, and he's like constantly praising Does how she? beautiful she is. <laughs> See, because later on in the movie, she doesn't. So I was well, she I, puts makeup. Well, they on show how again. she's learning to like completely cover it up with makeup, like at the halfway point. I just figured she got better at it, or she just <laughs> honed her chi to a point where she could not have. They, or maybe see, they don't explain exactly what's up with her face. I think she just had a dirty face, and when, I was she, get, got, when she got her extreme makeover that one yeah, time, yeah, I was gonna say she probably learned, she, <laughs> she just stopped having hair in her face all the time that was oily from all the bun making, and so now she just doesn't have five thousand pimples that are that look like some kind of skin disease. But regardless, when I initially watched this, I thought, oh, she was burned tragically somehow, <laughs> and uh, that's probably going to work in a bun-related accident. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bonfire at the factory. Yes, a bonfire. <laughs> God damn it. Bonfire of the vanities. <laughs> He's fi- trying to find some kind of way to make kung fu like go on like for him to promote it in a way that ma- makes everyone else realize how great it is. So uh, at their big concert where they're doing the, their parody version of uh California Dreamin' They oh, it, it definitely is, because, now that uh, you say that. Like, it definitely is that. Because uh, they get... I, I'm not sure if they're not paying attention to what their powers are, but they're bashing the fuck out of uh, Steel Leg's head. Yeah, they switched him up. <laughs> meanwhile, they're breaking the other guy's legs. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm iron! It's like, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> Hit me in the head! Hit me in the head! So, the next... When we see run it back into them the next day... He's demanding that they apologize to him for kicking his ass the night before. Right. But he's not going to fight them. He's going to play soccer. <laughs> well, he swore never to use Kung Fu for fighting. Well, yes, of course. Yeah. It's hilarious because, like, he just throws a kick at the one guy. And it's, it's like somebody just, like, blew a high-powered fan into his face. And he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, like, he just can't take it. He just turns and kicks at another guy with, like, a, si- like a sidekick. Uh, and it's just like his hair is just all blown in the other direction. And like, I don't, other than the fact that like these guys are just supposed to be thugs, like, I feel like the first the moment that someone kicks at me so hard, it's like just a gale force in my face. I'm just like I'm done. I'm going home. See you guys. <laughs> but you're not a street tough. That's true. You never That's were. True, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheats. If you gotta, if if you want to prove yourself on these streets, you gotta. Go can't kill somebody, be, then come back. Talk just, to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you'll get it. You'll get it later. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, I got it. Listeners. <laughs> yeah, I not, got it. Yeah. Not so, you, Chiefs, um, the listeners. <laughs> we know you get it. I got it. Well, God, I hope you do. <laughs> Basically, at this point. I can't remember his fucking name. The coach name. is uh, observing. Yeah, the, co- the coach just knocked down the wall with like by removing the can that had the uh, business card crammed into it that obviously went to space and back. But he and, sees uh, him kick a ball so hard that it sends two guys flying at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I've always sworn not to use Kung Fu for fighting, but he's okay. It's all right to kick a ball so hard that it hey. smashes somebody into a brick wall. Did he smash him into a brick wall with this kick? No, the ball did. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have been... The coach witnesses witnesses him do two dudes at the same time. <laughs> yes. God damn it. Actually, yeah, he so... the ball do two dudes at the same time. <laughs> the coach is just like, that's amazing, you know, you can use Kung Fu for soccer. So he, he goes about recruiting 
uh, the his five brothers. Well, there's which, that really hilarious scene where the coach and the and mighty iron leg, mighty, mighty steel leg. Yeah. Uh, where the coach and Stephen Chow are just so excited that they're both just like, like. Choking each other out. Yeah. They're both just laying on the ground, like, physically assaulting each other because they're both so excited about what they can do. Yeah, again, there's nothing subtle about this movie. Yeah. If they're excited, they're going to be so excited that they're murdering each other. (laughs) I'll fucking crush your trachea! I'm so stoked! So, yeah, then he goes on the recruitment plan. So... They have to recruit the rest of them. It's a montage. It's basically the uh, Blues Brothers montage where he's going and it's like, we're putting a band back together. And... Almost no one is buying it. <laughs> pretty much no one, actually. And then, but it's it's pretty clear that none of them have a damn thing going on that's worth a shit. So they're all losers outside of the world of martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the guy that's like kind of fat and he eats a lot of chips. He yeah, lightweight. <laughs> yes, the guy who was supposed to be like the smallest and lightest of them all is now the fattest of them all. Ha ha ha! Stephen Chow movie. So he, yeah, you've got you've got Ironhead, who we've already met, and then you've got uh, Lightweight, and then you have Hooking Leg, Lightning Hands, and Iron Shirt. Iron Shirt seems like it seems like a weird. Uh, what is this? His iron his, torso. His torso is basically yeah. invincible. <laughs> it just seems like they specifically note all the rest of their body parts, but for him, it's literally a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> It might just be a bad translation from Chinese, but in any case... I actually came across that whenever whenever I was looking up stuff. Apparently it is actually called Iron Shirt Technique for some reason, but it's really more accurate just to be like Iron Body is really what what it is. It's just like he absorbs forces with his midsection. Like Bronze Body and... uh, Brass Body. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to bring up Brass Body. (laughs) Oh, man. That would have been a movie we would have watched if we hadn't already watched it. (laughs) For sure. I hate that anytime we talk about Iron Body and like Brass Body and stuff, like it's not Man with the Iron Hands that I that I go to. It's that fucking shitty Avengers Grimm movie where Lou Ferrigno is that silver guy. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that yeah. pops into my head and Why I hate it. I fucking think hate about it. that ever. I totally <laughs> forgot about it. Look at you trying to contaminate us. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> they go back to a rooftop and he's like they're just standing up there. They're like, they've already said this is where we're supposed to meet, but they all pretty much said no. And they're just both up there like, fuck, this isn't going to work. Now we go through uh, the montage of, like, first day of training where they have to learn basic soccer skills. Right. <laughs> and as well as a really weird, like, double scene of... Small brother. Yeah, like, so Mighty Stephen Chow at this point is trying to, like, control his kicks. And he's, like, bouncing eggs on his on his feet. And he breaks one on his foot, and then Lightweight, like, sucks the fucking raw egg off of his nasty shoe. No, he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. Gra- he grabs it and sticks it in his mouth. He doesn't <laughs> suck it off of his shoe. Yeah. Like, yeah. He sucks they, it out of the guy's mouth. They imply that, they, that he sucks it off of his shoe, but what you only actually see him do is grab an egg yolk off of someone's shoe and eat it. Yeah. And then you're like, that's gross enough. And then it's like, no, it's not gross enough, because this is a fucking... Well, well okay. First one, broken on shoe. Second one, broken on his crotch. They hold him back because things are about to get a little too Because he's about to suck him off. (laughs) Well, because if they let this scene happen, this movie will be banned in the the country from its origin. It also goes to say that, once again, he was eating the egg off the nastiest shoe 
Ever. It would have been less gross if he sucked the egg off of his dick. <laughs> because this shoe is fucking gross. There's no way his dick is that dirty. Yeah, it could have <laughs> been. These shoes are on the ground with all the refuse of society. The third and somehow fourth egg incidents, he yeah. throws an egg into one of the guy's mouth and he sucks it out. Well, shell and all. <laughs> crazy part is... <laughs> They reuse the fucking footage. Yeah, they just show the same weird. scene again. It's I, identical. Yeah, it's like what the f- like? Why are they? F- they thought this joke was so fucking funny they had to play it again. Dude, this is the broadest of comedies. Oh yeah. <laughs> any little baby or anybody could get something out of this. There's there's comedy here for everybody, and but of course, <laughs> except for probably Siskel and Ebert people. Those people probably like oh, scoff. Not good enough. I know. I think one of them. Maybe was, they would love least, it. I think at least one of them was dead by 2001. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, Siskel. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was Siskel. Seabert. Seabert. <laughs> yeah, yeah so... for a racehorse. I was thinking a boat. Seabert <laughs> boat. So uh, they they complete their their HMS Seabert. <laughs> <laughs> so they they complete their soccer training and. Uh, like, part of the gang of, of hooligans from before comes back along with a couple other people. And the coach is just like, alright, here's a test. Let's see if you, if uh, my team can beat you guys. And, like, while they're standing there talking, like, one of them just has, like, a fucking, like, a pipe wrench just drop out of his fucking... Yeah. Like, and a mallet. Yeah, their, pl- yeah it- <laughs> their player coach is like, oh, I'm a mechanic in my, in my off time, so... I have this on with me at all times. I, I am on call. <laughs> yeah, and then a mallet falls out of the other <laughs> and one. And it's like, again, the hammer. Yeah. I'm a mechanic. Yes. <laughs> so the game starts, and the Shaolin soccer team immediately just gets starts getting destroyed. Because it's not even like a game of soccer. The other gang is just, just like... just beating the shit out of them. Yeah, they're just beating, <laughs> the, they're beating the hell out of them so badly that Stephen Chow's character has like a war flashback where he's like crawling through a pit <laughs> with like a machine gun like trying to call for reinforcements That's the stuff. That's when I said this movie just turned into Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a very active imagination. It's like a... They used to do a lot of like... Uh, Weird comedies in the 90s, like uh, Get a Life or shit like that, where the main character is like, oh, this isn't really happening, but this is how it's happening in my brain, because I'm wacky! I don't know if it's because I've been listening Herman's to Herman's Head? Of... Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I think of this, but I thought of the movie House, where they're, where he's constantly having the, the nom flashbacks, because it's, one, it's completely out of fucking nowhere and shouldn't be there. But Big Ben, he's yeah, from Nam. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The ghost is from Nam in that movie. Yeah, I, I get it, but it, just, it clashes entirely with the whole genre of the fucking movie. Like it doesn't go in the movie, which we talked about I on think the podcast. That's a great and movie. you guys agreed with me. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think I was on that podcast. Are you sure? Yeah, that was just me, you, and Mark. Yeah, I think that was probably in the first hundred. Well, I haven't gotten to that <laughs> one, yet, but I'm just saying, like, it's just. I enjoy like, House. But I don't remember it. <laughs> I think House is great. Oh, yeah. House is one of my... I mean, that was like one of the first horror movies I ever saw. House is fuck, fucking fucked my shit up. It's a slightly friendlier Evil Dead. But not whenever I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was the scariest <laughs> shit ever. You know, they're losing. But, of course, you know, this is their first time out. They have to lose it first. Otherwise, this would be... You know, it wouldn't be paint-by-numbers, uh, you know, sports movie. They gotta lose the first time. Or at least be losing. I think they end up winning this first match. So they well, win, but what, what ends up happening is like, 
they do get beaten so badly that like everyone's just laying on the ground and then iron head like he's in front of like the guy who said he was a mechanic and the guy that the guy just pulls his shorts off and then pulls his underwear and like hands it to iron head and it's just like you can leave to go see a doctor because of how hurt you are if you put that on your head and he's just like because you have no dignity and you'll be a dog and iron head's just like oh, I can leave if I do this. And so, like, he puts the underwear on, on his head, and then, like, they all laugh, and all of a sudden just the wind just stops, and there's, like, no sound. And uh, Golden Leg turns to Steven Chow. He's like, what just happened? And Steven Chow's like, they regained their kung fu. And then it just goes back to the team, <laughs> and they're all just meditating in, like, various ways. Like, Steelhead is now <laughs> on his head, pointing completely up. Uh, empty hand, like... This is the goalie. He is just no, like lightning hands. It's both. Oh, okay. he he grabs onto one of the poles and he's just meditating while like in midair, and then they just wreck the other team. Yeah, like, they obliterate them. Yeah, they don't. They, it's not even like soccer. It's just like a single kick, and they're just dead. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> they're not no. really dead. <laughs> they may as well be. Yeah, the underwear part is extremely gross, and again, extremely like Stephen Chow, like. He pulls the underwear. It's like it's not enough that he puts the underwear on his head. He pulls the dick part directly onto his face, and it's like, <laughs> God damn. Well, they had to be completely broken before they could get back to square one. Right, and then realize that they have they know kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing truly breaks you like having another man's dick sweat in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or disgusting, dick water, if you will. <laughs> See, dick water is such a versatile thing because it could mean so many kinds of water. Piss, <laughs> sweat, <laughs> bath water that's touched your dick. I'm just saying. Yeah. They win, but only after having harnessed their, you know, rediscovered their kung fu And abilities. the guys that they beat are now, like, they're so devoted to this. It's like, we want to join the team. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're like, you guys fucking rule. <laughs> Thank you for kicking our asses. So this Motley crew rolls up to, like, the sign-up for this open-entry tournament that uh it's for like a million dollars or whatever and uh well first they have to be approved by hung to get in because it's like i'm not gonna let you guys in but then he sees what losers they are he's like you know what i'll pay your entry (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) which is good because i don't think any of them had a single dollar to their name probably not maybe the mechanic (laughs) <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe the guy who was like meeting clients for lunch or whatever iron shirt who's like a businessman yeah yeah sure. perhaps so um either way they he pays their way in because he's just so overly evilly confident that they're going to be so pathetic and well lose. he wants to see hung humiliated more yeah for some reason he fucking hates he hung. wants to see him hung humiliated hung humiliated <laughs> god damn it <laughs> I wasn't going to give you credit for that one and then I started feeling guilty <laughs> they get sponsored this is a good time to bring up the fact that this movie's plainly brought to us by Puma because every 20 minutes there's a fucking huge Puma <laughs> ad in the background that's or they're soccer, all weird. though it would not be authentic soccer if there was not Puma everywhere well I, I guess I don't watch <laughs> soccer because I didn't don't, realize don't it. call it Puma Puma man <laughs> fucking Puma <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about this that I enjoy. Cheats, <laughs> you don't like Puma? Uh, They're good shoes. No, I don't. <laughs> and it's a very, you know, elegant cat. I think you mean Puma and not Puma. 
There's a difference. Yes. I'm glad we got cheats to at least say it. So they use Puma style for the rest of the movie. So they have their, their first game, and it's just like the other team's looking at them, and they're just like, these guys aren't going to do anything to us. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Chow kicks like one goal, and it's like this hellacious curve shot that just goes past everyone, and they're just like, what, what the happened? hell just happened? <laughs> and they're just like, there's no way he can do that again. And before they even move, like he just kicks the ball again, and they're just like, uh... Okay, what's going on here? And then it's just kind of like a quick montage of just, like, them scoring repeatedly and then Hung getting called while he's out golfing. And, like, for anyone that watches soccer, like, a team having, like, two points is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. And, he, and he's just like, what was the score? 43 to 0? <laughs> and it's like, what? just imagine the game in which one team scores 43 points against the other Well, you basically just have to be playing people with no legs. Or you're just not even playing a, t- playing a team. They're just sitting down in the corner. And it's just like, they're just sitting by the goal. And the goalie just like gives them the ball back. <laughs> we see it- scenes that where that happens in this movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. 43 points. <laughs> yeah, I really don't think that even if the other team was simply not present on the field, if they had to start from the midway point every time, I don't think a regular soccer team could score 43 points in the time allotted. Like it's so. I mean, it's ridiculous that he kicks a ball at, from this from, from the, the middle point. Yeah, and gets a goal. It's yeah, <laughs> utterly crazy. It's unheard of. <laughs> Multiple times. Yes. So kung fu. Yeah, he uses his kung fu magic. I mean, eventually they do start like knocking balls through guys. <laughs> right, because where it just takes the guy and everything right through the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these, some of these. Uh, points that they make are just fall on your face insane with the amount of power that must have been behind them where they're like tearing up the whole turf and everything we also have to talk about the fact that lightning hands just becomes bruce lee at this point i honestly think this is the like because there's there's tons of bruce lee references in like other movies but it'd be like it'd be like the yellow jumpsuit like one scene or like this dude looks like i i feel like this has to be the longest bruce bruce lee reference because he only wears the jumpsuit from like that point onward and his hair is like that and he always does bruce lee he looks he actually looks quite a bit like him yeah for sure he's one of the best like uh i guess this movie would be falling to bruce exploitation that way oh yeah yeah but he's one of the best that I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I agree. We were talking about how much better he was than the Game of Death guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, again, I think that's merely because they had to just choose people who were fine with fucking dragging Bruce Lee's memory through the dirt. <laughs> and literally having a movie with yeah, his fucking corpse in it. I mean, this it. is clearly more of a celebration because they're not oh, saying, yeah. hey, this is kind of Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Maybe it's Bruce you. Lee. You don't know. Can't... It, Maybe if you saw his face, you would, you would know for sure, but I don't know. Could be. Anybody could be Bruce Lee if you don't see their face. <laughs> There's a little bit of Bruce Lee in all of us. Every time a ball comes to the like goal, he just does like a Bruce Lee fighting stance. Yeah. And, like, every, every, and makes the noises. Just And the ball just st- simply <laughs> stops, no matter what. Every once in a while, just, whoa! <laughs> right. God, the Bruce Lee sound effects are the absolute best. <laughs> okay, so we can probably fast forward through some of these... Uh, Games. I like the one where they or they have they're fighting. They're playing a clearly all women's team with oh with, with beards, ridiculous mustaches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one's got like she's got like the curly mustache yeah, glued <laughs> yeah. on the titular curly mustache. And it's like they're kicking her ass at first until they try to goal, 
And then uh, the goalie catches it and just throws it into their goal from the other side of this field. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's it's pretty much the first we ever see of their goalie doing stuff, and it's a fucking awesome introduction. Oh, yeah. They get to the, the penultimate game. There's some other things that have kind of happened in well, between. You games. have the kind of the celebration where they go to the, the sweet bun yeah. place, and uh, she is now um, completely made up. She went to a... Uh, it was like a beauty shop or whatever. Yeah, it was like a beauty shop, and she got like just layers put on her face to cover up her rash or whatever. I'm almost convinced this is a different actress. Yeah. Because she just looks completely different. She looks so much different. Well, again, all you have to do to, to completely disguise yourself is just change your hair. She's also wearing like wear like a, a weird 80s dress that you'd... Something like what you'd see on Golden Girls. I mean, that's that's <laughs> definitely the joke here is that she went to a shop that basically like made her look like she's just like an 80s just well-dressed white woman. <laughs> Uh, and she had an 80s level of makeup on, and then they had to commiserate that with an 80s outfit, which I feel like they would have just not been able I think to it's, find. I think the weird thing about it is the shoulder pads. Yeah. They're very broad. Because they're basically super shredder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or show enough, depending on which you prefer. So, they, this is the part where they set up the thing that I like least about the movie, and it is the fact that right here... They, he flat out is like, look, we're just friends. Like, I don't want to be with you like that. Like, I just respect the fuck out of your kung fu, and I think you're awesome, and I think you should have more self-respect, and that's it. That's it. I just want to be your friend. And she's, like, heartbroken about this to the point where she can't make sweet dough anymore without it coming out salty because of all of her tears. Like, literally cried the amount of fluid you need to make fucking dough into flour to make well, the Well, I mean, there was already there was already water in there, but she was it, crying in the water. It was an amount that made it them was, too salty to eat. Yes, she was crying so much that it ruined the, the buns, and she was fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, we're famous for our buns, and she ruined them. So she was fired! It's like you couldn't just wait for her to stop crying. Like, no. it would eventually happen. So, um, after having been fired, she then goes, like, it's revealed later that she goes to just study kung fu only cuts her hair completely off to get it out of her face like he said to do and uh shows up for the final match and so that's all we need to know until the actual final match and meanwhile uh i keep wanting to call him dr evil but uh but hung is like creating super soldiers yeah like <laughs> we like we see like bits of training and we're just like okay they're like ridiculously strong and then like it gets to the actual match and they do something uh, to hurt one of the players on the Shaolin team. And then it goes to Hung, and he's just like, good to see those American drugs are working. And then we just see the fucking super soldier program <laughs> from fucking, the, the, like, yeah. Captain America. It's the only thing that can compete with them. They have to have super soldiers on this, uh, on evil steroids. Yeah. Cursatine, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> fucking Cursatine. <laughs> they, it's literally the only way they can win because, I mean, they just have to brute force their way through this fucking soccer game because they, the other team, their kung fu is unmatched. Yeah, uh, so they're, they start off strong because I guess they weren't expecting superhumans. And uh, they ended up, like, uh, they're firing several, like, uh, shots at the goalie ends up burning his hands on the first one and he starts blasting away clothing 
and uh, one of his hands is like shattered. Like there's just it's just it's just gushing blood, and it's just like he's trying to hide the fact that that hand is annihilated, but it's like here comes some a, more kicks. A, the guy sees a drop fall. Yeah, and he's yeah. like blood yes. in the water. If I can make him bleed, then I can kill him. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Exactly. Of course, when he's uh, basically too fucked up to continue, as he's being carted off the field, he puts the Bruce Lee shades on. Yes. <laughs> but how he gets that way is uh, he's been knocked down, and the goal is the ball is right next to the goal line. And uh, instead of kicking it into the goal, he kicks it directly into the guy's face and, like, blasts him. <laughs> yeah, he flies through the back of the goal, through the fucking barricade, and into the crowd, basically. Yeah. Well, this this is also, like... They they channeled an evil aura into the the ball and then kicked it so hard it caught on fire. Then whenever he catches it, it disintegrates uh, his gloves and then his entire shirt from the waist up. And then they kick him in the face with the ball. Right? Yeah. So he's out of the game. They make some sort of a call like this was not offsides or I don't know what the fu- like they said something and they're like oh that's bullshit. I don't know anything about soccer, so... I don't. Know I think they kicked the ball out of bounds. Yeah. And so, they it was a side-in. Yeah, it was a, it was a throw-in, because what Hung says is just, like, the entire committee, and then the ref, and then someone else related to, like, refing the game are all, like, on his yeah, side. Yeah, they're all corrupt. So he's just like... Right, the whole... Every call in the game is completely... So they're trying to figure out... They're trying to figure out who they're going to have for uh, their goalie, and then the Iron Shirt's just like... I can use my technique and block it. Mm-hmm. And so he gets out there and like he's just standing there in front of the goal and the entire entirety of team evil lines up and they just start repeatedly kicking the ball at him. I think you mean the fireball. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, well, it becomes it, it gets fire aura <laughs> as it progressively go, goes faster. One of the hits is so hard when it hits him in the chest, it blows a hole out of the back of his shirt. And knocks over the fucking paparazzi that are standing behind the goal. It <laughs> yeah. their cameras. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fuckload of cheese. He just stands there and just keeps taking it before finally they can't kick it anymore because he just caught it with his stomach and then fires it like a cannon back at them. <laughs> but uh, eventually it comes to pass that they have annihilated so many of their players that they have not enough players to continue. And then part of me thought that the coach was going to be like, I'm going to go in or whatever, but he wasn't going to do that at all. <laughs> He's like, no, I would be At halftime, they're all discouraged and they need the yeah, they need the pep talk. Don't, don't some of them quit during halftime and just leave? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're way down on men's. To the point to where if they lose any, they were going to have to forfeit. So right. that's when, uh, uh, what's your name shows back up. And, uh, yeah, sweet buns. <laughs> or salty buns, I guess now. <laughs> she, Mui is her name. She comes back and she, um, she's completely bald. She looks like a monk. I guess she's a Shaolin monk now. And, and, and he's like, you know, my God, you're completely different. And she just go. Everybody's laughing at her. She goes in there to. She to, goes to the to, wrong goal. She, yeah. <laughs> she's standing next to the bat, the evil goalie. Yeah. Who's hilarious looking, by the way. Yeah, yes. It's I don't know what it is, but it's the, this long, straightened hair on evil Asian guys in movies that's just fucking hilarious to me. Well, this one guy looks like he was like the right-hand henchman to somebody in an 80s cop movie. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the next movie, because a lot of these guys are. Yeah, they reuse <laughs> tons of actors. So, turns out, 
rather than trying to catch a ball that's been kicked so hard that it catches on fire, you should use Tai Chi to, like, spin it and, yeah, like, catch it. Yeah, she's using a soft style to direct its force around her rather than into her. <laughs> right, and then, and then use some of that force to then spin it so fucking fast that it creates a literal tornado that just shreds the entire field and then annihilates their whole goalie <laughs> and everybody over there. But when it, when the dust settles, the ball is on the other side of the goal line. Yep. So so there's no denying it. One they're, point. They're gonna have a riot if they. Right. I mean, <laughs> they, they can't. There's no call that yeah. makes this uh, you know offsides. Well, except for the fact that it's probably illegal in regular soccer to create a literal tornado on the field. <laughs> there's no rules in the book that says you can't create a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Or let a dog play. <laughs> yes. Or just have a dog on there. Yeah, so... Um, Did you just make you an Airbud reference? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Airbud. Yes, it's the perfect reference. <laughs> it really is. I mean, every time somebody does something like completely ridiculous, it's like, well, there's no rules in the book that say that you can't... That a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> You've seen Airbud. You've seen Bud Goes to Space. This summer, Shaolin Bud. Shaolin Bud would be the only place for it to go. He literally has gone to space. He's fucking, he's been yeah. Santa Claus. He's been everything. Actually, I'm not sure if Air Bud went to space. I think puppies of Air Bud I mean, Air space. Bud is it's, dead it's, as it's, hell. It's Space Buddies, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> space Buddies. God damn. Damn it! Why was that fucking series ever a thing? It was a huge. No, no, hit. no one said in the rule book that you couldn't make a movie about a dog playing some sport that there wasn't a rule about. <laughs> no one ever said. So everybody in the planet, they win, of course. Everybody on the on the entirety of China realizes how fucking crucial kung fu is now, and just everybody worships kung fu. To the point where literally all the people from the beginning of the movie are now using Kung Fu to do the things he said they could use it for. Which is evade bananas, cut down trees, and parallel park. And catch the bus because it's not stopping. Yep. They just fly. I just want to say, whenever Hung's team fucking loses, like, he falls down the stadium stairs. Hardcore. Dead. When I was younger, I went to a Charlotte Hornets game and I saw an old man, like, fall down the stairs at at the Coliseum like that. And they basically... He died, didn't he? I don't know if he died, but they had to fucking take him out on a stretcher. Well, they had to take him out on a stretcher because he couldn't walk out on his own because he was unconscious and dead. <laughs> well, in the fiction of the movie, he's, Hung's fine. Don't worry. Bad guy lives. He just goes to jail for five years for giving for his juicing. team drugs. Yeah. He's fine as far as falling down the stairs, but him and his team were hung out to dry. Whoa. Uh, were they? I feel were like, they cheats? I feel like they're a lot tougher on... Uh, they're uh, drugged athletes than we are. I'm pr- pretty sure it's like, hey, I guess you have to miss a game. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like a three strikes rule in the NFL now. It's like first you're suspended four games, then you're suspended half the season, and then you're suspended indefinitely. For the rest of time. They, they rip off your legs to make sure you never play football again. Four times and you're banished! <laughs> To another planet! (laughs) You have to go play fucking football on Mars. (laughs) Or ironically, gravity is less. Imagine Mars football. Mars football would be the best! Lower gravity? Yeah. No air? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'd have to fucking... You get five strikes, uh, they... They take you out during the halftime show and execute you in front of a live audience. Good. <laughs> <laughs> while, while Aerosmith is playing. 
<laughs> the ultimate punishment. You have to listen to Aerosmith as you die. <laughs> Today at the halftime show, watch Benny the Bull shoot this man in the head. <laughs> Fucking Aerosmith at a halftime show, just playing I don't want to miss a thing, and then BOW! <laughs> and like, whenever Benny the Bull shoots somebody in the head, it just goes <laughs> They just completely cover it with the loudest air horn ever. There's like a headline at the end where it's like, Soccer's greatest couple creates a kung fu craze or whatever. And it's like, you're not a fucking couple. Like, why did they get together at the end just because she's awesome at fucking soccer now? And obviously, he changed his mind. No, <laughs> why not? It's fucking stupid. Stephen Chow is in this movie. He is so enthusiastic for kung fu. Whenever he sees like this kind of thing, it's like. Dick rock hard. He's gotta go now. His dick's been rock hard for her kung fu since he first saw her. He literally broke out in a song, but okay. that wasn't enough for him to get with her. That wasn't enough then. She wasn't. She wasn't, needed to be bald. Like she what? needed to be destroying the planet with a with a tornado a of ball. death. Well, poppycock is what I have to say to that. He was not interested in her. Like they could become best friends, and like it's. <laughs> Whatever that that just drives me crazy. We talked about it on the you know the the Nessie podcast where he's like, I need a free place to live and some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly that. It's just like, well, they're a boy and a girl. They have to get together because they that way they can exalt the great leader of China. It would be this would be less of a broad movie if that ha- if they hadn't ended up together. But that's not what happens in nah. Stephen Chandler. <laughs> Well, happy endings. <laughs> Completely. I guess I just don't see how that makes the ending somehow more happy. I think it makes it more bullshit. But I still absolutely, like, don't get me, you know, don't get it twisted. I fucking love Shaolin soccer. So fucking fun. But of course, it's now time to move on to Steven's favorite movie ever, Kung Fu Hustle. It's not my favorite movie ever, but it's it's up there. Like I, I actually saw this movie in theaters three times. That's a lot of times. Three fucking times. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of movies I've gone to the theater to see three times, but I was just blown away by it. I was blown by it. <laughs> it's like in 2004, there was still a mu- movie theater in Scottsburg, and if this played at that movie theater, it was all that was playing. <laughs> so that might have also contributed. I don't think it was in Scottsburg when I saw it. Yeah, I, pro- I mean, I, of course not, because it's a Chinese movie. Like, <laughs> Scottsburg doesn't allow people who aren't white to even enter the city fucking limits. <laughs> okay, well, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but... <laughs> <laughs> a bit. A bit. Only barely. I was I was uh, I was Stephen Chowing it up for the audience, if you will. All right, in Shanghai, China, in the 1940s, a wannabe gangster aspires to join the t- notorious Axe Gang, while residents of a housing complex exhibit extraordinary powers in defending their turf. And right out of the gate, I feel like this housing complex is much nicer than it should be, given how poor they're all supposedly are. Like the whole thing is like this beautifully like ornate concrete and it's like all in like well kept and like looks nice maybe they're not really that poor they just don't want to pay this bitch (laughs) i really think that is part of it rent for three months is 90 cents well in 1940 that was seven thousand (laughs) dollars just kidding i think the math might be off there yeah there's some questionable math i see the point you're making but 
No, I was full of shit entirely. It's not. I had, I had no point. So, um, the movie starts off. They're kind of ex ex exhibitioning all the fun characters we're going to get to uh, watch over the next hour and. Four not days. yet. They start off with almost like a western, western style, like uh, like gang versus the police. Yeah. Oh yeah, the preface is uh, kind of like. Setting up who the axe gang yeah, are, out, basically. Out with the old, in with the new is the preface. Because <laughs> there's the crocodile gang who are, like, five guys that are just sleaze bags. Right. And they just, they, uh... So, the leader of the crocodile gang, who lives for approximately 30 seconds, uh, the movie starts out with him in, like, the Shanghai police station, and he is just beating the shit out of, like, two of the cops, and all the cops are not doing anything about it, because apparently... His wife got arrested uh, for spitting for, for spitting like on someone. five of this gang. Yeah, I know. Just fucking kill them. They were paid off. Just he kill them. That, they, the that their captain is captain because he paid them, or well, or he bought them off or whatever. One, they should you know they've accepted money from this gang for per, you know for like being able to get away with shit, and two, it is not just five guys. They have a whole other gang like group, but they've all been. Uh, absorbed Converted. into the Axe Gang. Oh, that's right. They literally like, call for reinforcements, right, right. and they're like, "Don't worry, your reinforcements are simply not coming because they're all part." They of They all our work gang for me now. now, dude. I love the so right off the bat. I just want to say the music in this movie is fucking amazing. Like we didn't talk about the fact that Shal- we did. We mentioned it that Shaolin Soccer rips off the Lion King music so fucking hard at the end. It's not a rip off. I'm like sure they sampled it. <laughs> Like this is straight up took. To me, this the mu- the music in this movie sounds like I want Morricone stuff. <laughs> yeah, just like rip off that. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, if you're gonna rip off music, steal from the Lion King. Why not? <laughs> you're in China. You just get away with it. They steal everything. But the music in Kung Fu Hustle is very. I'm trying to think of the word. Like it's so specific to the scene. Yeah. Like it. Like, any time the Axe Gang comes on screen, there's just this, like, droning, like, building, like, dark music. And, of course, you've got the black clouds that are following the Axe Gang around everywhere they go. just constant 40s swing music. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. The sets here are extremely, like, it's it feels like a stage production, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Everything feels kind of almost two-dimensional. Which is great. It all looks extremely cool and stylized. All the lighting is really neat. And uh, the Axe Gang proceeds to fucking ask them a question about how long they think they're going to live. And the answer is not long at all. They fucking... They kill them all with axes. First, like, leading off with the main bad guy who they throw axes and chop off both his legs. And then... They're like, we're going to let you live because we don't kill women. She takes two steps and he just blows her the fuck away with a huge shotgun. Yeah, this is like the testament to how much of an evil bastard Brother Sum is. He's yeah. like, I, I lied. I, of course I kill women. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously I kill women. <laughs> you should tell by the fact that you are dying. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I literally just cut you in half with a gun. And then they yell at the cops and you can clearly tell that... The Axe Gang is now in charge, right, of everything. But uh, well, it cuts back inside, and one of the cops is just counting huge stacks of money. Right. Yeah, I mean, the Axe Gang clearly paid them, also, because they was, as soon as the Crocodile Gang or whatever they are try to run back inside, they just shut all the doors. And it's just like, oh, everybody's against us now. 
and they're all dead now. What, what was left of them. So... So this is where it switches over to the apartment complex. Right. We get to meet Donut and... Fucking Donut. Taylor and, uh... Who is the guy with the sticks? Uh, I think his name was just Cooley in the movie. The guy with the sticks was Donut. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he he was the one that made the the sticks is what he uses to roll out the dough. And then there's the, the Taylor that has, um, the rings, which are from all of his hooks... His uh, his yeah, his clothing hangers, and then Cooley is the other uh, one. Her, his name's Cooley. Remember, she's like once a Cooley, always a Cooley, and he's like carrying the. See, I'm not sure if that's a slur. Or not. I think that's an insult. I don't think that's his name, dude. <laughs> no, that's his name in the in the IMDb credits. Okay, starts off this guy is like walking around. It's he's the landlord's husband, and he's just like having a fine day. He gets these just gets sexually these... harassing everyone. Well, well he's harassing everyone in their own way. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to eat for free. <laughs> you know, just taking advantage of what he can. He yeah. keeps grabbing at the tailor. Like, he walks in the tailor's, like, store and just keeps, like, grabbing him. Or poking him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being a real bully. <laughs> <laughs> kind of get, like, a little exhibition of all the characters. He's just, like, going door to door, like... And again, this is all very, like stage production because it seems like sometimes the fronts of these shops are just gone and we're just seeing directly into the shop it could almost be like a wes anderson style shot very much like that yeah where where you're like moving from shop to shop and and you can see like you can x-ray through the wall in each one diorama yeah like a uh what is it called whenever you cut something in half i just said that (laughs) a diorama a diorama diorama whatever is that that it's one of those things yeah (laughs) anyways so, I think this is one of the best, one of the things about this movie that I think it has an overshadow in soccer is that the introduction of these characters is a little more, it's not a little more, it's a lot more fleshed out for each one of the guys that's going to be fighting. It's like, you get to really see, like, you know, this, this guy who's making the dough, like, all of his different, like, setup and, like, how much of a ninja he is at making dough, but then also at real life. They just have more personality, I think, than, right. the, than the six brothers who, like... It's a montage when for the brothers. Like, it happens really quick. And there's a little bit less comedy in there. Like, the the Shaolin Soccer introductions, like, they were mostly comedy-geared. Whereas this is has a little bit, but it's also giving you character development. Oh, this is still pretty comedy, though. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's whenever, both. It's whenever, just that it's not only comedy. Whenever like the Lion Lord's uh, husband uh, gets back... Uh, she yeah. sees lipstick on his cheek and then she throws him out the fucking window. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he falls... And then throws a flower, flower pot on his head. Yeah. And he... And it, rather than get up and, like... If, even though he should be dead. Rather than get up and, like, uh, go about the rest of his day, he's just like, I'm just gonna lay here on the ground with this flower pot on my head. Fuck it. He's just laying there like he might be dead. And um, one of the people that... Uh, the guy that cuts hair whose ass is always hanging out of his fucking pants like pokes him with a stick and landlord is just like leave me be just just go and everyone just goes about their their normal business as he just lays there and uh their normal business on this particular day is they the barber gives this big guy uh he was a he was light body he was light body from the other lightweight and and uh he gives him a head cake or haircut and uh this guy that's with him is like well, basically trying to shake him down for money. 
Yeah, he's a swindler. Yeah, he tells him that he gave too good of a haircut and that his boss is mad and if he doesn't give up money, then the Axe Gang's gonna... Because they they claim to be Axe Gang bosses. Axe Gang bosses. The the guy with him is is Stephen Chow's character. I think his name is Singh. Mm -hmm. And they're just two of the most incompetent swindlers, like, period. Like, Singh's whole character development is... um, they show a flashback not too long after this. Whenever he was young, he uh, bought like a martial arts pamphlet off like an old beggar for ten dollars. Yeah, it for, was it was literally called the Twenty Cent Manual. Yeah, and he spent ten dollars on it so he could learn the Buddhist palm. Well, he wouldn't have known that until he <laughs> until he got that page. You know, he tries to save this this girl who's mute from these bullies. And the bullies just beat him up and then actually piss on him while he's yeah. on the ground. Do you, you see like a little bit of piss, like Dick water? Like, no, 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 I was going to say, you see a little bit of kung fu magic here, because he does, like, he does a little bit, and then, like, pushes his hands toward a tree, and you see, like, the wind start blowing toward the tree and stuff. Yeah. Well, really, you don't know at that point that it's not just a coincidence that a kid points at a tree and some wind blows. I mean, it, you know? <laughs> but the way they the way they did the effect, it did imply that he caused it. Yeah, but you know, it's we're, it we're could, looking at it we're looking at it from, from a kid's a imagination. Yes. Yeah, and it's followed up by him getting the shit beat out of him. So yeah, it's almost he, like, oh, okay, it was he, probably coincidence. At at that point, he decides the only way that he can get by in life is just being a complete shit heel, just always. Right. And he and he's not even good at doing that. No, the bullies were trying to steal her uh, lollipop, and that was why they were beating her up. And so she, you know, she saved. They stop beating her up and whip his ass, piss all over him, and they just leave. And she's, like, trying to thank him. And he's just kind of like, fuck this. Being good is awful. It's never... It's, it just gets you pissed on. Literally. And she's mute as well. Like, he, she can't talk to him. All she did right. was, like... She's unable to really convey her thanks uh, effectively here because he doesn't understand sign language. So, he, you know, he sort of just says, fuck you... I'm mad that I even fucking met you or tried to, like, save you. I got pissed runs off. T- runs off <laughs> yeah, they pissed on my fucking face, man. They pissed <laughs> on his fucking face. <laughs> they pissed on your fucking face, dude. His valued face. <laughs> that face, uh, you know, <laughs> it was a valued, uh... It really tied the head together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so they 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 show the scene after he's trying to like swindle swindle these the tailor, but that's kind of it. It's like him and and the other guy want to join the axe gang, and this part's hilarious because like the re- like the tailors or not tailor the the haircutting guy is just like oh you know he's trying to blackmail me, and so like everyone in like the complex stops what they're doing they come over here and then he's just like all right that's fine you know what you know I'm a badass let's go one on one he's just like. Uh, short guy over there. Let's go. And then short guy walks up, and he's just like, he's just like a giant like stick man. Like he's like literally like eight feet tall. Is just... this special effects or is this dude really this tall? <laughs> yeah, obviously special effects. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes there are some people are incredibly people. tall. This is like only slightly bigger than Kareem, and uh, <laughs> like sometimes people are I think, comically tall I think he might be that might be his actual body but he I think they've exaggerated it they use special effects to make him look he's got even like taller. he's got like the giant face yeah like the, the long, acromegaly he face. looks long all over yeah. <laughs> his fingers look like because they, when he picked him out he was sitting down yeah and he didn't realize it and it's like so, hey asshole you the little one it's like hey old man 
old man comes out, he's like stopping shredded. Shit. He's it's fucking like, sober. And then this kid, it's like, hey, kid. And it's another the kid, kid is also is, shredded. Yeah. He's got the same body as the, <laughs> as the fucking both guy. The identical CG body. Which, by the way, all of the, all of the computer-generated uh, effects in this movie are very slapstick themselves. Like, they're almost cartoons. They're so silly looking. And... We haven't got to the biggest cartoon yet. Oh, no, not the, even when, close. When it, at the end of the scene. <laughs> yeah, they they make it work by way of everything's a cartoon, and so it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it, this, it blends in with the rest of it. Yeah, it's essentially Looney Tunes. So much so that there's a uh, Wile E. Coyote, like, scene. <laughs> in actual way. But first, yeah. the, the Axe Gang just happens to be showing up while he's claiming that he's in the Axe Gang. Well, he tries to do, like, the... Uh, they they have the flare that they use, so he throws a firecracker because he's pretending to be there. To call for backup or whatever. <laughs> but he just happens to, like, blast one of these guys in the hat. So he has a Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the leader. Yeah, out. it was, like, the mini-boss. Mini the leader of this particular... Like, yeah, no, it was a brother Sum. It wasn't no. the big boss, but it was, like, he was in charge of that platoon or yeah. whatever the fuck. So he comes out, his hair is exploded, and he's just like... What the fuck? Yeah, and then it gets real dark for a second because they just douse a child in gasoline and they're about to fucking light him on fire. Right. If they don't tell him who threw the... And his mom. And his mom. Yeah, the mom and the child, both. Yeah. It was the mom and then the baby just ran over and was like, no. What? Wait. Did they grab the baby and then the mom ran over? Yeah, they grabbed the kid. Yeah, she was just like, look, if you're going to burn my child, just burn me too. Fuck it. It's just fucked up. They're getting ready to do this and then... Who was it caught the lighter? I literally, literally just Cooley. yeah, Cooley caught the lighter, and it's just like you know, I hit the guy because like right before this, when you're getting ready to do something, someone kicked the the leader and put him like in a bucket before Brother Simon people show up and broke his damn back. Yeah, broke his yeah. Back. and so then the Axe Gang is just like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna fight these people. So Cooley proceeds to just beat the shit out of as many many Dude. of them as he possibly can. Uh, what did I look? I looked up this guy. He was from. Um... Where's Cooley at? What was he from that I saw? Oh, uh, Ipmon. That's where I recognize this guy from. He's he's in like all the Ipmon movies. This dude has the fucking sickest roundhouse kicks ever. Yeah. Like he, he follows completely through with his roundhouse kicks when he brings the person all the way to the ground. Whereas, you know, when Van Damme roundhouse kicks, his are really fast. Yeah. And he like hits him in the face and you see him like flip or something. This dude roundhouse kicks, hooks their head, and just, bam, right into the fucking ground. Yeah. Well, there's a difference because Jean-Claude Van Damme isn't getting anywhere, anywhere near you because uh, didn't he go to, didn't he get, like, in a, a big lawsuit over blinding a guy? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Maybe you shouldn't kick him so hard <laughs> they go blind. Well, I'm sure it was a miss because, you know, he's not a, like, trained martial artist. He's a pretend martial artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Cooley starts fighting people, and then... The tailor joins in and... Well, yeah, he starts to get overwhelmed. Yeah, and the tailor is using, like, brass ring style. Well, it's Iron Fist. Yeah, it's basically Iron Fist, but they, they call, I think they called it, like, Iron Rings or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, Donut joins in, and then they proceed to just whip the shit out of about 150 people. By the way, before D-Hart shits on my man Jean-Claude Van Damme, he is a trained martial artist. He won the fucking national kickboxing championship in like 1975 i was gonna say he's a he's a pretend martial artist but also a real one though too i thought, I thought he was just from the dancing world no he, he danced but he was also a kickboxing champion okay i mean he's a champion <laughs> <laughs> even if he wasn't a champion if he trained you know 
Well, he could just be a, a Frank a Frank Dukes type and say that he was a champion. <laughs> he just uh, accidentally kicks some guy in the eyes, Seahart. It's underground. It's underground fighting. You're not allowed to talk about it. His toenails just scratch the retinas. <laughs> the first rule of Van Damme is you don't talk about whether or not he's a fucking martial artist. <laughs> he might be. We don't know. He, Steven says he is. That's so good enough. So, uh, so these three masters start beating the shit out of all the, uh, all the Axe gang, of course. And then they realize who started it all. Right. <laughs> yeah, so they take in those two guys. I can't remember what their fucking names are, even though they're, like, main characters. <laughs> well, it's Sing and, uh... Uh, Fat Guy. <laughs> Sing and the Fat Guy. <laughs> Sing and Bone. Fucking Bone? I love how it's Bone, parentheses, sing sidekick, just in case you didn't know his fucking name was Bone, since I don't think they even say that at any point. I didn't okay, hear so it. they get captured, and uh, they're going to get beat up for causing this thing that made them look like fools. Right. But uh, as they're getting ready to like execute Sing by throwing an axe at him, he uh, picks his handcuffs and drops out of the way. And then they give him a chance to uh, save Bone. And he pulls him out of the way. And he's like, okay, you got enough potential that I'll, we'll let you live and come back if you kill somebody. And then you can, <laughs> and you can join the gang. Yeah. <laughs> I, is this, is the whole him being able to lockpick professionally, is that ever as like, so I guess he's just been stealing for these all these years rather than learning the uh, Buddhist palm technique? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't know, they just, that, that part of it doesn't really come into play. I, I mean, mean, he's not, t- he does, he is then hired to go break someone out of jail. He's but... not a mean enough dude to be straight robbing people in the street. So he had he, to work up to that. He's got to steal, like, just by breaking into things. Yeah, if you could sneak into something, that's more of a, up his alley. Yeah. People not being home. They make reference to... Like, they mention a kung fu genius prior to this, when the landlady and landlord are talking to the masters, which, that'll become relevant later on uh, on what they mean by that. But, like, even though he has the ability to use Buddhist palm, uh, or, like, any of the kung fu stuff, he can't, like, yet. Which is something, like, later on we'll mention. Yeah, the, the, the beggar... He just doesn't harness his chi or whatever. The beggar is. sold him on the idea of buying his pamphlet for way too much by telling him, hey, you're a natural. You're a yeah, kung fu genius. He, yeah, he told him that world peace was at stake. <laughs> and he's like, you know, and I, you know, I was gonna do this other thing with my life, but then he's like, but it's fucking world peace. Yeah. So Sing and Bone go back to uh, the what was it Pig's Alley? I think is what the yeah. complex called. And like, this scene is hilarious too because like they're they're gonna try to assassinate landlady. Well, they're all ganging up. They're, they're all the all the town is ganging up on the landlady for yelling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're they're she's throwing out the guys that are fighting that that because uh you know they're going to bring more trouble by being around having just you know insulted this. Guy. So Sing and Bone are there, like they have some knives, and they're just like, all right, we'll just throw a knife at her from here. So Bone just like. Throws a knife into Singh's shoulder. And he's just, and well, like, Singh throws the first one, and it bounces back, and it hits his own shoulder. It's like, okay, well, you do it then. <laughs> then Bone throws directly into his shoulder. <laughs> the, was, the throw is so funny, because he, like, he has his hand straight, and then he immediately just throws down and to the right, just in, in the, in the <laughs> Singh's shoulder. It was straight up, like, 
Ace Ventura, when nature calls, call back. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's throwing the third one, uh, he leans back, he pulls way back, and the, the blade gets Stabs stuck him. in his arm. He throws the handle. And it's like, hey, who's throwing handles around here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, she ch- this is the uh, Wile E. Coyote scene I was talking about earlier, because she chases uh, Sing down the road, their feet just spinning around. <laughs> Not before he gets a crate of cobras thrown on him, and they bite his yeah. They bite his lips. They bite his lips. <laughs> Because they tell him the only way to get cobras to not tack you is to whistle at them. And so he goes, it's worth a try. And the first second he whistles, both of them bite his lips. <laughs> and his lips are giant cartoon lips and they're all swollen. This is... Everything right here becomes literally Bugs Bunny. If you got bit by two cobras in the lips, you're just dead. You would die. <laughs> yeah, of course. But he just yanks them off and then runs like hell. They don't even have to drop an ample on your head at that point. Nope. <laughs> But yeah, so he loses her by her, her flying into a uh, billboard. Well, yeah, that's and the only thing stuck that can on stop it. you when you're running at mock speed faster than cars. Yeah, so he, he runs away. He hides in like a, um, I forget what this thing's, I think it's called like a, a pulpit. It's like a traffic pulpit that's like in between like um, cars and like has stoplights on it. And he's just kind of there. I get the impression that's where they live. Yeah, it is. Yeah, basically. And, uh... He's fighting off the poison. Right. So he's, he's, like, fighting off the poison and the knives. And, like, you see where, like, he starts, like, hitting the walls, like, and it's just palm strikes all around. And it's mm-hmm. just like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. Definitely not Kung Fu. This is foreshadowing. Of course, he can't remember any of this. He just thinks that he must have gone to the hospital and got fixed up. Because yeah. now he's fine. And there's a... This next scene is really great because they're, like, walking around and, uh... They run into the ice cream lady. Yeah, it's a girl who is mute whenever, uh, well, it's I say was mute. It's the mute girl from whenever they were younger, but now she's an adult. And, and Singh doesn't, he doesn't realize that. They just, they just ask for a vanilla and a chocolate ice cream and then take it and fucking run. Yeah. And they, and they, they, you've never seen free ice cream? <laughs> they just get on a trolley and they just, they just laugh at her. They're just like, <laughs> just the entire time. Dude, the laughing scene is so fucking good because it clips back like three times. And each time they're pointing and laughing even louder. Yeah. <laughs> so he's officially become the assholes who pissed on him when he was a child. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, his entire his entire motivation is to, to just to be a bad dude. And he's bad at being a bad dude. Yeah. He's not a bad enough dude to rescue the president. No. Not yet. <laughs> Here comes, like, my favorite scene in the movie, which is where they, uh... The, the three masters from Pig's Alley are being basically ran out of town by the landlords, um, but not before the Axe Gang hires these two... Well, officially they're musicians. Music masters. Yes, but on the sly, they're uh, kung fu killers. Bass masters. And uh, they just do straight up fucking magic. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So, unfortunately, you see Cooley like, leaving town, and there's a dude just playing the slide behind him and, like... Certain things are getting chopped in half. Yeah. Like, while he's walking. Unfortunately, a cat gets cut in half. Yeah. Uh, you see a, the shadow of the cat. And blood, like, go all over the wall or whatever. Then he turns around and gets his head cut off. Yep. Had to establish how much of a badass these guys were if they killed Cooley instantly. Immediately. Just too late. Yeah. He turns around, he's like, uh-oh. But he realized it. Yeah. They're just called Harpist 1 and 2. Weird. Yeah, they're not given names. 
Well, they have a lot of dialogue. The second one goes into the tailor's shop. Yep. And starts fighting him, and you get a really cool fight scene, like, in a small enclosed area of them, him, like, sticking his hands, because he's got really sharp fingernails, and he, like, sticks his hands through the fabric, and the tailor's, like, using the fabric as, like, like, kind of divergence, like, he's, like... Moving his... Yeah, their their two weapons are their cheats like fingernails and uh, <laughs> okay. the magic that they produce from the actual playing of this ridiculously sized. Uh, what are they? It's just this? a big harp, I guess. They yeah, okay. I mean, it's the guy playing playing the tailor is an actual master of the fighting style he uses. Like, not a practitioner. He apparently is an actual master of this fighting style. I, I love that, and uh, <laughs> I kind of would have guessed that because it's like he doesn't have an actor face you know yeah not really a lot of these but he blends right in though because a ton of these actors are extremely unattractive (laughs) with horrible teeth fun fact the instrument from kung fu hustle is called a guquin that's why they call it a harp on the uh, imdb it's like (laughs) hey we're not gonna even attempt to spell this The instrument of the sages, or the father of Chinese music. I was gonna say, there's like as. 50 instruments that are this, that look just like this, but it's like, depending on where it comes from in the world, it's basically a guitar, or one of those lap harps, or, you know, it's like, there's a thousand ways. It's just a big-ass, stringed instrument, and uh, the way this one's played is apparently with just fucking straight-up witch fingers. That's how you do it. Well, again, cheats like. <laughs> they get the best of the tailor, and they're getting ready to kill him, and this is where uh, um, Donut yeah. comes in yeah. with his fucking awesome spears. His swarm of fucking uh, baked goods rolling sticks. And I know we're talking about how these guys know magic, but like literally when they're strumming this instrument... Literal swords appear out of nowhere. Yeah, what are those huge Egyptian swords called? Scimitar. Sim- well, I mean, scimitars. They look like scimitars. scimitars. Yeah. yeah, like literal scimitars are coming out of this fucking thing. And just like... Cutting people. Yeah, it's just straight up video game logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're they're they've basically done enough damage to Taylor and Donut that unfortunately they're gonna die. But landlady shows up and it turns out her and landlord are also kung fu masters. Which makes complete sense when you realize, oh yeah, he just got thrown out of a window earlier and he was fine. Because he's like a his his style is kind of like a rubber body kind of it seems like. Yeah, well, I, what is that style? Is that an actual style? They don't ever it say. is. I don't. I don't know what it's called. I just called it sleepy style. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it's 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 kind of like Drunken Master and like Tai Chi, where like you're using like unpredictable movements and then also like using the own force of like if you get hit to like redirect blows and things like that. And so like he just has the two magicians beat each other up was what he ends up doing. And then landlady comes out and she has some sort of technique called the lion's roar, which is basically just a, a sonic cannon. She just Sonic boom. <laughs> she just inhales and then screams very loud and disintegrates their instrument and destroys their like they tried to summon like a bunch of like sword wielding ghosts and disintegrates their clothes to the point where they're just like oh god she has a lion's roar it's not a myth and then they just run away and then 
the entire time it's been going on, Brother Sum has been sitting in his car with one of his lackeys watching, and they're just like, hey, get us out of here. And all of a sudden, before they can even do anything, Landlord is just in the front front seat with the driver, <laughs> and then the camera turns, and Landlady is just in between Brother Sum and, and, and uh, his lackey. And they're just like, uh... And she doesn't even say anything. She just looks at him and just mimes her, like, crush, like her crushing her knuckles at him. Dude, she's... This uh, whole uh, like string of gestures, that's Bruce Lee. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him do that exact scene in a movie where he goes <laughs> and he does like the little like a thumb to the yeah, nose. Yeah, it's just like, like fuck you. <laughs> they just get out of the car and then like when they're leaving, like Brother Sum's like trying to pull out a cigar to smoke it, and he's just like his entire hand is just shaking, like he almost can't put the cigar in his mouth because he's just terrified about what just happened. Yeah, and he gets his hair lit on fire. <laughs> yes. His, yeah, his lackey tries to light a cigar for him, catching his whole body on fire. I'm not sure if you can really call this guy a lackey, because he's basically, like, they're basically like, like co-bosses. Especially when what happens to the boss happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he was a lackey, he'd probably be executed for setting the boss on fire. So, I guess, can't really call him I think that. he's like the business end. Yeah. And the other guy's like the muscle. They run into the mute woman again, and she... This time, he realizes who it is because he sees the lollipop. And then he just steals all her fucking money and her drinks, and they run off. Well, well, he has, like, a really bad reaction to this. It's like, as soon as he remembers... It's like... It's like he completely forgot this, and then she told him something like he didn't want to remember, and he is just so ashamed that he just slaps it out of her hand and just takes stuff and runs away. He got pissed on. They took turns pissing into Singh's ocular cavities. <laughs> Landlord and landlady, like they established the whole reason that they don't they don't want to fight anymore is because their their son died. I referenced that too yesterday while we were watching that movie. By the way, good. Cheese just goes, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking so I married an axe murder, you philistine. <laughs> I don't know what that is, son. I saw it on TV like swine. a billion years ago. So I joined the Axe Gang. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the American title of this movie. Um, and this, so now, speaking of the Axe Gang, they actually do bring in uh, Sing now. Yeah, they well, they reference a the guy before. They call him just the the Beast, mm-hmm. and it, they say that like he went crazy because he was so devoted to kung fu, and they get Sing to break into the prison where he is. And get a shining reference because, like, he, he's yeah. you know he's in like the really bad section of the prison where people are just like solitary confinement. And he he gets back to the beast, and, like he opens the cell, and the beast is just hanging out. Yeah, like he's just he's taking a shit. Yeah, yeah like he's <laughs> he's just completely like okay with the fact he's in a cell, and like he he takes him back to Brother Sum, and the beast is just like. Yeah, I mean, I could have left whenever I wanted. I just didn't have a reason to. He's like, I didn't have anybody to fight. Yeah, he's like, my my sole purpose is to find people as strong as I am, and then either kill them or be killed by them. And no one can do that. So also relevant. I mentioned earlier that Taylor is also a master of his fighting style. The actor that plays the Beast is also the same thing. Apparently, he did all of his own stunts, and like even like the crazy like a couple times where he has like a crazy like axe heel kick. Like, the actor actually does that. The only thing they assisted on is just, like, the scene where he shows his leg being straight up. Because he can't hold his leg, like, straight up like that. Like, he can get that high and kick. He just can't hold it. And also, this guy's apparently fucking 60 and did his own fucking stunts. <laughs> like, yeah. So He's Chinese Tom Cruise. 
Pretty much. <laughs> so they're just like, yeah, we want you to kill these two people. And he's just like... I'm not even going to attempt a joke name for Chinese Tom Cruise. Chinese <laughs> no. Tom Cruise is Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. The uh, they finally convince the the beast to actually like fight landlord and landlady, and like he just turns around and jumps through a fucking wall, and they're just in the casino hanging out, and then like starts talking to in them. like the most seventies outfits ever. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought like my favorite joke in this whole movie is just whenever the bosses are just deciding whether or not that this guy they just sprung out of jail is like worthy of anything. One of them is like. Well, his sandals are really shitty. <laughs> it's just like so fucking hilarious that they like for some reason focus in on that fact of like maybe he's not a kung fu master. His sandals are terrible. <laughs> oh, so good. I don't know if like the translate. I don't know. I think he literally says they're crappy. And I'm just like, yeah. So he ends sandals? up he ends up beating most of the gang. Well, beating the entire gang and then kicking through a wall. And that's where they the the landlords are. Yeah, the, the other masters that he's Apparently they were delivering a funeral bell. <laughs> and uh, we're stopping to a place of cards until they could get a chance to actually talk to this guy. Yeah. So they're there, and he's like, okay, so you guys, one of you knows the lion's roar, which is legendary. It's like, maybe you are worthy of fighting against. And so they proceed to have a super, you know, crazy kung fu battle where it doesn't really seem like anybody has... A huge advantage except for obviously it's two against one so uh the beast is clearly holding his own against two master kung fu people well and they're hitting him and he it's literally having no effect yeah yeah he just just doesn't care it's just like contorting his face a little bit whenever they're like hitting him in the face even before like the incident scene i knew what style he was using because of five deadly venoms there you this go. is toad style which makes your body invincible except for like one spot and you don't know where the spot is. You have to wait. You have to keep kicking until it's you a find choose. it. It's a, it's a chi thing, you know? <laughs> well, no. The only way you beat him is you just chop the top off of a fucking giant bell and then do the lion's roar through it. Right. Through well, yeah, because the, the regular lion's, bell, or lion's roar had not worked. Yeah, it wasn't effective. And then she gets the idea. She's like starts whacking the top of this bell until it caves in. And, and then she uses it, it like off. a big megaphone. And it's like, they're getting ready to finish him. He's like, I surrender. Yeah, because he... he and this but, is where you learn that the beast is a piece of shit. Yeah, he's got those poison needles. Yeah, poison like lotus flowers or some shit. It's like he opens them up and they fire a needle at you, and then those become the weapon. Like he stabs them both, I think, with these little flowers. With the flowers, yeah, he misses with the needle. Yeah, the needle poison doesn't get them. They catch it in their teeth like fucking ninjas, obviously. And he stabs them in the guts with these flowers. And they're like, ah, you got me. But of course. For some reason, the flower part's not poison. It's like, it seems like it would all be poison. So but... they end up in like this big multi-person leg lock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where everyone's all tied up in, in martial arts moves. And uh, they're just telling like somebody hit somebody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, finish off the, the landlords. Because they're all looking pretty haggard at this point. So uh, in comes Singh. He's got like a big piece of wood. It's like a table leg. Yeah, or something like that. And uh, they're they're yelling at him. They just, it's like shut up. <laughs> he ends up like whacking the boss, <laughs> uh, brother Sum, in the head like a couple times. He hits him in the face, and then he straight clubs him in the top of the fucking head. Yeah, I think the first time was on accident. Yeah, yeah, it was just like on a backswing of like swinging the stick around. But he kept on shouting at him, so he just whacks him in the head, 
And then he ends up uh, <laughs> whacking the beast in the head, which does nothing, but gets yeah. him to release the hole. Yeah, the beast. And then the beast proceeds to stomp Singh's face directly into, like, the other side of the planet. And if not for his healing factor, yeah. he would have been dead. He, he punches him, like, so hard into the ground where it's just like, that can't be good. And then, like, the beast is just mad. And, like, just Singh being the person he is, just, like... He's just like his head's in the ground. He can't see. He just feels around for like a piece of stick, like a stick, and then just like taps the beast with it again. <laughs> and the beast, the beast just punches him into the the ground repeatedly before the like his his body is above ground. His head is below ground. Yeah, yeah his head is tucked <laughs> in to the earth. It's wabbit seasons all over again. The landlords like pick him up and they just leave. Like they leave so fast, they're not even on the on the screen. And uh, they they go back to the pig's alley, and um, they just have him like completely like bandaged up. It's it's an, like a literal cocoon, and they yeah. reference that here in a second. And uh, they're just like, man, he'd be fucking dead if he if he you know couldn't regenerate like this. And they're just like, I can't believe it. We found an actual kung fu genius yeah. because apparently the whole thing is like he had the ability to be a kung fu genius, but his chi was just fucked up, and almost dying cleared everything out so now he can actually use kung fu well and the beast also fucking murders brother sum right here yeah and he, becomes the leader of the axe he backhands him so hard his head spins around multiple times and then is just looking at like the the other guy and then he just falls over yeah yeah which in this movie i wasn't sure if it was going to kill him or not because everything's a cartoon so I'm yeah, like, is he dead? And then, it, oh, it would be a cartoon dead. if someone else did it. But that's the fucking beast. Yeah, the beast <laughs> punches <laughs> right. your head. and if you It stays if, punched. If you're not seeing, <laughs> it stays fucking punched off. So, uh, he, he shows up there. He's no longer wearing the shitty sandals because he's stolen the outfit of the Axe Gang leader. I assume he's just straight up took his clothes. That's what I would assume he would do. But they show up and they're like going to... It's the final showdown with the whole pig's alley or whatever. They're there to fight the landlords. Yeah, the landlords. They're not are... expecting uh, the other guy to even be alive. I'm assuming. Yeah, they assumed he was dead because he got punched directly to. But uh, to hell. <laughs> <laughs> the beast can sense him because he comes out. And he's basically an ascended master now. I mean, he, he sees he got... a, a butterfly emerge from a cocoon, and he's like, "Oh fuck, this means something." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody here is the kung fu master. And so he comes out and he's doing, they're doing their normal X gang, like shakedown, like looking for the Kung Fu masters who are in there, like guarding Singh because they just wrapped him up. They just got done wrapping him up and exposing him to all the like healing herbs. And so he's like running around door to door, like trying to find him. The Singh, he's trying to find, well, I guess he's trying to find the landlords, but yeah, they're not there. So suddenly Singh has just appeared on one of the like little step areas and they just swarm him and just like without any effort it seems like he's just like kind of falling asleep while they're trying to fight him. Well first he beats the army <laughs> and then he has his battle with the beast. Dude, the technique where you just stomp everyone's feet is so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he discovered it kind of by accident, and then he's like, "Oh, it's so oh, good." Yeah, I mean, I could just stomp all these <laughs> feet, and then they're just done. <laughs> they can't stand. Their shoes get split open, and their feet are smashed completely flat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah just pancake like, feet. Yeah, Looney Tunes exactly. Probably having to do with like his. Uh, 
ascension into just kung fu jesus whenever it shows like the gang attacking him like it's in like normal speed but when it goes to him it's almost like in slow motion like he just has like hyper awareness of things so like where'd you say like he stomped the one guy's foot and he's just like huh that does work and then just does it to everyone else yeah even the beast. He even stomps the beast's foot flat. And he's just slapping everyone out of the way. Like, he's not even, like, <laughs> yeah. punching them or anything. He's just slap fighting. Yeah, he's... No, he's fucking Buddhist palming them out of the way. <laughs> well, I'm assuming, like, a full-fledged punch would just kill them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's basically the one, if you will. Yeah, well, they the call him the one. The one. Yeah. Not the one one. He's the... He's not the one. <laughs> so... The, the battle begins between him and the Beast. They fight for quite some time. He tries to use the Lotus thing on him, and, like, of course it doesn't work. Well, he this is after he... Okay, so... Yeah, he Buddhist palms him first. He, like, first he punches him into the sky so hard that they have, like, a little star effect. <laughs> Again. You get, like, this Injustice 2, like, super move. Yeah. Where, where like, he's just in the heavens... Yeah, he he did a like he started using toadstool and frog leaping with like his head, like almost iron head, and is also just like smashing through like stu- things. He also gets the big bullfrog neck. Yeah, and uh, he hits Sing with this and launches him so high up. There's like a little like star blip, and then like he goes to Sing and like, he's just kind of flying upwards, and then he just kind of like. Oh, I'm in the air. And then, like, there's just a random eagle that he just, like, steps off of. And he's just kind of floating. And he turns. And it's just this cloud and then sunlight. And then the cloud forms in the Buddha. And it's just, like, it's, like, um, I'm trying to think of the right word here. It's, like, a a, a clarity. Yeah, it's, like, a revelation or a clarity of the situation. And he just turns and just starts diving back downward. But with his hands like a in a prayer uh, like a uh, stance, and right when he gets close enough, he just sticks out his hand, and it's like a massive handprint forms in the ground, smashing the beast. Right, <laughs> and that's when uh, he tries to give up because he's gonna like he does palm the, smash he does him the from fake there. give up, and then he he does the same thing he did earlier with the flower, and he catches it, and then he just kind of spins it. He's just like, dude. It's like, I've never seen anything like it. He's like, if you want to learn, I can teach you. And he's like, Master! <laughs> <laughs> this is after he does another Buddha palm. Like, he, it's at, like, head level. And then, like, he, building. Yeah. like, he moves his hand slightly to the left. And it just destroys one of the buildings. It's worth noting that, like, there's pretty much nothing left of this apartment complex. No, not at all. During the course of this fight between the Beast and Singh... They destroy this place. They're going to have to rebuild a lot of uh, railings all over. <laughs> Not well, to mention that I'm, I'm leaving that one-third of the building. Yeah, that that's gone. Put it, <laughs> <laughs> well, but also he bullfrogs his way through multiple different places. Yeah, that's true. There's, like, just holes everywhere. This place is needs to be condemned because it's straight-up dangerous to be there. So I assume he just uses all of his lollipop money to rebuild the... <laughs> I don't know. We never see that building again. So. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that the area you see at the end isn't the town. It's now that's like the renovated like slums. <laughs> they just turned all those. They just gentrified those people's homes into fucking businesses. Basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, could. They were all legitimate businesses making tasty sweet dough and you know whatever else. It's just. They just happen to be in a super poor neighborhood. And all those people are dead. 
The people well, that ran the businesses. <laughs> well, surely they had uh, uh, prim- uh, apprentices. They would have had to have been evacuated. I'm assuming this building's completely empty whenever... I, was, I thought Steve was just talking about, like, Donut and every, everybody that was running no, those those guys businesses. are dead. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, the rest of the pores. <laughs> Pretty much all the surviving characters. Last scene in the movie shows where, like, Sing and Bone open up a candy shop. The mute girl shows up. And, of course, Steven is just like, he's ran out of town. <laughs> Instead of just, like, what, is, what it implied to me was that he, like, created this candy shop for her. And that's why he brings her into it at the end. Maybe but, she didn't want a candy shop. I don't know. <laughs> the last well, not only that, but candy and ice cream are not the same fucking thing. The last two interactions he's had with this woman were just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this was the making of men. So he probably gives her a free lollipop and sends her on. <laughs> For the one that I broke. <laughs> yeah, all the surviving characters you see walk by the shop. Yeah. Because so, like, you see landlord and landlady walk in. You see the guy who cuts hair, his Bone. ass is always out, Bone talking to someone. Yeah. Bone is like the uh, general manager. Ah, uh, yes. The general manager the, uh, Bone. The homeless man giving another pamphlet to a, to a child. Yeah. Selling. <laughs> selling. 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 Sorry. <laughs> and then that child is too smart to buy that stupid pamphlet, so he's like, I got more. This is the most snot-node kid that you could possibly Ew. imagine. This like, kid has a fucking infection. This <laughs> this snot is like dark green. This kid is dying. It did kind of make me want like another one of these movies though because like there were multiple different pamphlets of different fighting styles. Apparently he's been he was working on a second Kung Fu Hustle movie at oh, some really? point. Yeah, apparently it was originally set for like 2012 and then he just he just kept kind of pushing it back while he's been uh, doing other well, stuff. Well, he's kind of dabbled into different genres now. Yeah. Aside from the Looney Tunes genre. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This movie would have been perfect for a little kid, except for all of the people who get flat out murdered, beheaded, (laughs) cats cut in half, and children pissed on. But beyond that, (laughs) it's a straight up child, it's like a kid's movie. Uh, Kids kids in this country are too soft. They need to see, you know. I mean, I agree. I would have watched the fucking. Pissed on. They need to see cats get cut in half. (laughs) I would have watched the piss out of this movie as a child. If I was that close to a horse's wiener, I'd be more worried about getting pissed on. Hey, severed cats make you stronger. <laughs> no. <laughs> Incorrect. It's my one complaint against this movie. The cat that gets chopped in half. So it's my one complaint against this movie. The cat gets cut in, cut in half. Hey, man. Sacrifices must be made for comedy cheats. <laughs> no! <laughs> in the very, the very literal sense. Go into the diggity scale. Alright, I will go first since I chose these movies. Well, y'all already know I'm giving Kung Fu Hustle supreme diggity. <laughs> Saw it three fucking times in the theaters. That's nothing to sneeze at. Shaolin Soccer. I'm going overwhelming surplus. My answer is Mirror Stevens. Same. And same here. Wow. These movies have brought harmony. <laughs> Our cheese are aligned. A super good way to kick off, or to end Kung Fu Lai, if you ask me. Well, to kick on, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Since you use kickoff to start. For the beginning, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, unfortunately this probably means a deluge of shit as far as (laughs) movies is concerned. The rest of the movies will be dick water. Yeah, Steve and I were having this conversation earlier. He was just like, you know, what are you picking next time for the podcast? I'm like, I don't know, I got some trash on my Amazon queue to pick. (laughs) I do. You need to finish Resident Evil. Do it next time. Robo-Vampire. Oh. Just oh. do it. <laughs> Finish him! Just rip that band-aid off. Hey, our 
Our last uh, Resident Evil episode is probably one of our most popular ones recently. So there you go. Everybody there loves Resident Evil cheats. We have to give the people what they want. <laughs> Do they have like a lot of streams or downloads or something? Uh, yeah, I think it was the most out of the most re- out of the like within the last month or whatever. Mui popular. Well, they haven't gotten the rock yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guarantee you that rock episode is going to get the most. Regardless. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because he's, <laughs> he's over. Vihar taught us we, about being over. Well, he knows. People listening to this have not heard that yeah, yet. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> well, we've been talking about it all sure, month, but <laughs> surely they've heard of the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> you know, wrestling. Yeah. People that have listened to this know about being over because we talked about it in the Keanu Reeves episode. Yeah. And they True. also know that, yeah, we talked, like Dehart said, we talked about it a lot during this month, but we also know that our listeners are well acquainted with our very annoying habit of releasing our episodes out of order. <laughs> <laughs> and I am definitely, because going backwards through them, we'll, we'll release an episode that we then later on make reference to in an earlier episode. Like we're doing now. <laughs> 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 Alright, do we have any feedback? <laughs> Real quick, so we both preferred Kung Fu Hustle. We would bef- definitely watch Kung Fu Hustle again before Shaolin Soccer. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I would watch them both again. I don't, I don't, <laughs> well, this is the second time for each, so yeah. I, but I prefer Kung Fu Hustle just because it's a, it's got a little harder edge to it. Yeah, it's, it's the more well-honed version of Shaolin Soccer. It's just Shaolin Soccer was earlier work for Stephen Chow. And Shaolin Soccer is just the more well-hung version. If you will, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think at the beginning, whenever they introduce Singh and Kung Fu Hustle, where he stomps a soccer ball from the kids and he just says, No more soccer! Like, yeah. he likes referencing other stuff. It had to be a reference to Shaolin Soccer. Obviously, obviously. All right, we got two pieces of feedback. The first one is from Elisa. She says, the Mickey Mouse ring bum fights about did me in. I'm so proud of you guys for your pronunciate for your pronunciations on Asian culture. Oh, really? I thought we were probably doing horrible. But <laughs> we definitely, like we always say, we do our best. That's all we can do. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry we're bastardizing it. Yeah. We, we at least acknowledge the fact that we can't pronounce some, some things. And we're just like, we're sorry. We're just bad. Yeah. In comparison to some people, just like it's obvious that obviously this, I'm gonna say this until I die. Whereas, like, well, like cheats with the shuriken. The listeners can't really hear it, but on the other podcast that I do, Elisa was a guest recently, and, mm-hmm. and we did a couple of uh, Japanese villains. And every time myself or Joel said a name incorrectly, she just yelled the correct pronunciation until we said it correctly. Good. Yeah, that's how you teach someone. <laughs> well, some of the things we can't figure out phonetically, so we kind of just have to go on how we've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Charlize Theron. Or Theron. Or uh, Cillian Murphy, which is actually Killian. Yeah. <laughs> that I blame Steven for. That is entirely your fault. That I, I called him Killian for so many years. Or Cillian, rather. Our second piece of feedback is from Mary. She said, The show has been so good lately. You guys are amazing podcasters. Ah, Domarigato. Well, thank you. Marato. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to be more consistent, uh, and I can say that we have. Uh, we have achieved it. Congratulations to us. We are releasing <laughs> Kung Fu episodes, all Kung Fu lie. We have, we have cleared out our bad chi, and now we are... Buddhist palming our way through podcasting. We cleared out the bad chi, but we're still left with bad cheats. And dick water over there. <laughs> Unfortunately. Sneardly dick water. 
If you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, on TuneIn, or United Cipher's website, where you can listen to other current shows we've got going on right now, like Music Video Countdown and the Curly Mustache Podcast. Uh, you can listen to some old episodes of shows that we have, like Talks Over Games, uh, Fallout Forecast, or the Anime Alphabet. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown, or on Twitter at MPM Podcast. Check out some shows from friends of ours, like Nerdonomy, The Whiskey Reel, uh, Sorry to Waste Your Time, and Code Yellow, a Scare Actors podcast. We hope that you've really enjoyed Kung Fu Lai, because you're in for some really not-so-treats coming yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, sorry. We don't know. It can't all be good. But also, maybe the, maybe the episode will be funnier. Listen, we have to balance. We have to bring balance to the force. Yeah, you gotta have it. <laughs> along with your good with a little bit of bad in it, you have to have your bad with a little bit of good. <laughs> exactly. Or your bad with no good. Balance in it. Yin yang. Yeah, as I say, after we get done doing our crazy donut dance, there's just a yin yang symbol in the dirt. Alright, guys. Uh, with that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Roast Rosenberg. Bill the Killian Collins. Cheats the Chessel McGee. And the Art. We'll see you next time. What the fuck is a chuckle? What you got is a black belt in BS, but you can't hawk your pretty wares up in here anymore. Eat your head.